Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. This week, as a Christmas gift to our listeners, we're going to give you all a sneak peek into our Patreon catalog. Each week, our patrons have access to a limited release available only there. This week will be our 35th episode on Patreon, and I just want our patrons to know you're not going to get ripped off. You are getting an exclusive recording in Patreon just for you to hear this week. To those wanting to listen, here is some excerpts. I do want to warn you, our Patreon is not rated. I've tried to remove some of the more outlandish comments, but there could be some cursing or some sensitive subjects discussed. Uh, these segments are just short excerpts from those specific Patreon episodes. If you want access to the full episode, please consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. Our entry tier starts at $3, and in addition to these episodes, you get a sticker pack with that and a shout-out on every episode. The excerpts that we're going to play for you today talk about Austin wanting to do drugs in Costa Rica, cooking seafood with Brandy Albay, how much Austin hates Funyuns, bugs getting buried at sea, us winning the lottery or us losing it all, my obsession with ice, and how we all wish we had an arcade in our house. So thanks for listening. So, yeah. oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I know you guys aren't drug users. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, so there's this place in like Costa Rica. You go there and it's like, it's almost like a rehab center, right? But they do ayahuasca. Do you know what ayahuasca is? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so it's like a uh, it's like a tripping juice. You drink it. Um, oh, okay. And it basically like it lays you out on your back. You are in dreamland and having these crazy experiences. And I, I believe that it's like DMT is the what's in it. You know, like ayahuasca is like a a plant or something. And then, but the DMT is what's act. Is, and, um, so my question is, would you guys feel comfortable doing something like that? Like in a controlled environment, like these guys, this is like a clinic, quote unquote, which, you know, who knows? Cause you're in Costa Rica, like what's happening, but would you guys, are you the type of people that would let go of control like that? Like where you could just kick it off? I don't think I, I, I don't know that you guys would be. Uh, cause you seem like you were people that want to be in control, but so they say scared money don't make money. And that's why I'm broke. Um, I have a long time. The reason I'm not a drug user is for so long. I mean, I'm not tall. I'm not, you know, I was never overly athletic, but I was always smart. And I always felt I had a very special brain. I have a special way of thinking things that helps me troubleshoot, helps me come at things unique. It gets me in trouble sometimes, but I always was very appreciative of it as a gift and I would be extremely hesitant to do anything, even if the potential was there to unlock another level or another layer right. or, you know, the, some other room where there were even more possibilities. I, I don't know that I don't believe I'd ever be willing to take that chance. Right. I'm, I'm with you there. Exactly. And, and it, maybe it is a control thing. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not even much of a drinker. Like, you know, I'll, I'll drink a little here and there or whatever. Um, but I just, you know, maybe it's control. Maybe it's, you know, I'll, I'm fur to, you know, be sharp on, on all the time. You know, I, you know, I'm very much in line with Dean on that. So was there ever a time in your life? Were you going to tell us about your ayahuasca trip? No, dude, I haven't done it. Okay. <laughs> I'm yes. not a, I'm not a drug. Oh, we you know, that high caliber camp. Yeah, that's what I was trying there to we go. warm everybody up for. 
Um, day actually, one, we're going to build the TP, and then day two, we do the ayahuasca trip. Yeah. And then day three, we do the uh, naked uh, fire dance, you know? <laughs> so That's right now, Marvin's Alley. That's a great choice. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys' expressions were priceless on that one. Anyway, going ahead. But so, yeah, like for me, like that one is like so much beyond what I would feel comfortable doing. But at the same, like I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, who knows? Like maybe, maybe it opens up something that's like just wild. And like, I would be like more creative or, or even just like, it would give me like a grounding. Like, you know how they talk about anybody, any astronaut that that goes into outer into orbit or into outer space, they have a totally different viewpoint when they come back, like on how small, you know, and I'm like, maybe that's what it does. Maybe it changes. And I can tell you for sure. I know it would change something in my life because every time that I've gone on like a big trip somewhere and it just like, it refocuses me and regrounds me. It's like anytime I used to go to Hawaii for a long time, or like I'd go to California for a couple of weeks and do like a big or Maine or wherever I was going, Costa Rica, whatever. I always had, it was almost like an, like an, I had an alignment, like Mm, everything kind of refresh. Yeah. It's, it's like, it took me out of my normal element and then I just had a, a refresh or an alignment. And then when I came back home, I was like very focused and driven. And I think tripping bum, my balls off in the jungle in Costa Rica would probably do the same thing. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've been struggling a lot lately with, I have a really good job and I work for good people and I make good money, but I just have I had a whole lot of second thoughts lately. Like I'm not doing with my life what I know I'm capable of. I'm a cog in on a wheel and I'm capable of so much more, but there's not even the opportunity to do more. You know, my work pays me to do one thing and they want me in this role and doing only this role. That's only the responsibility I'll have. I'll never have an opportunity to do more or less. And I look around at less capable people all around me who are being rewarded either financially or or whatever to a greater capacity because of opportunities. But at the same time, I won't risk insurance and salary to go find a new job. So maybe I need to come with you to Costa Rica. I swear sometimes, Dean, you and I, I I don't think most people would think we have a lot in common, but I think you and I really do have a lot in common because that's my exact same situation. You know, I am. Yeah, but I live in civilization. I could find another job. You live in the bumfuck rule. Oh, no, 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 no. Look at the calendar. Look at the map and you'll see um, there's a lot within driving distance now. Um, But yeah, I, I am. I am. I'm not willing to risk it, but yeah, I mean, I've been sitting in the same desk for 15 years doing the exact same thing. And I'm, and I, yeah. Way. My dad sent me a picture today or yesterday. He was cleaning his desk up and uh, it was a picture of, of me from as a kid. And uh, he told me that he remembers telling his boss whenever he was getting hired, my son's being born. Can I wait till he's born so we can handle all the medical bills? And then I start. And I said, well, I'm 40. He goes, and I've been here 40 years. And I'm like, I can't imagine working the same place 40 years. There's no fucking way I'm listening to these same idiots for 40 years. It's not going to happen. 
Yeah. I think what you guys are having is called a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. I assume Christy was going to live longer than me. Now we know it's yeah, right. So balance it out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. I think everybody gets that to that point too. Like, and it, and I think that it, it's, you know, what it, I was joking when I said midlife crisis, but it is kind of around the same time where everybody hits that point where they're like, I got to start doing know, something. Or, What's some of the signs of a midlife crisis? Nothing in my life your is job. Yeah. Thinking about getting a Porsche to put in the garage. <laughs> I always, what I'm thinking about with like the ayahuasca or, or anything like that, any kind of experience like that is, and I, and let me clarify, this is what I'm thinking now, now that I'm like 39, when I was 20, it would have been like, Hey, this would be fun to do. Right. And now I'm thinking like, what if this experience made you a more rounded, better person? Like, what if it made you well, more compassionate? Get, the more rounded I get. So, <laughs> yeah. Or I don't think I get any more I mean, round. Taco I'm thing, round. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, but what if it made you better as a person, you know, more compassionate or more friendly or whatever, just whatever would make, you know, whatever you think you need work on. Um, what if you couldn't remember your name after? Mm-hmm. I mean, what if that makes it your, your best fucking life you've ever had where nothing bothers you because you're going to forget in 10 seconds anyway. <laughs> it's a risk reward, you know, yeah. balance. And that's the same thing like Dean and I talking about our jobs, you know, whether we're willing to risk the, you know, like you said, the insurance, the job security, the really good paycheck, you know, what's on the other side. Cause let me tell you what on the other side could be worse than what I'm setting at right now. Right. Or it could be the best thing that's ever happened to you. It could be the best thing that's ever yeah. happened to me. So that's, that's the balance. You know, how, how risky are you willing to be with your career? Yeah. No, which and, affects your life. And at a, at a certain point, like, okay, so you work the awesome jobs not or, or not awesome, but awesome benefits and pay and da, 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 da. Well, at a certain point you stack up enough money where you can take risks and you could go and do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm not talking about drugs now. I'm talking about <laughs> like for a to, to try to make your own living or do whatever. But there's people that do this every day. Like for for instance, right. me. That's yeah. I I'm not. I will never go work for the man. Like I can't because I'm fucking broken now. Like I would tell people to go fuck themselves so fast <laughs> because I'm. You know, I always. I, there's a uh, Owen Wilson line in some movie. He's like. I'm a wild Mustang. You can put some oats in the kettle and I might come and nibble. But if you close that gate, I'm going to jump the fence and you'll never see me again. Like I always joke with my wife that that's me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be pinned down. Like I want to be able to be fluid and move in whatever direction I want. And, you know, do fart jokes on Instagram stories. And like, that's, you yeah. know, so. But there's speaking a thing. of which old man, the green screen on Instagram. Well, you mastered that today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was easy. It's just a little filter. But I thought that tip might come in handy for some people with the uh, angle iron. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, because some sometimes you run into a, a scenario where it's tough to clamp something that wants to slide away from each other, and there's no uh -huh. easy clampable surface. So that was a, 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 a on the job problem solving effort while I was welding the table together this week. Yeah, everybody could use a little more or a little less clamp in their life. Okay, jambalaya. Oh, 
You know what rice and gravy is? You ever had rice and gravy? No. They don't do that either. My wife's mind was blown when my niece asked, I had rice and gravy for dinner one night. She was like, what is that? I'm like, you never had rice and gravy for dinner? It's only an Louisiana thing. We don't have it here. See? You, None of them. None you know, of them have I, rice and gravy. I went to, uh, I went to, before Justin and I went to New York last year, I was like, I'm going to cook for April's crew. April wasn't there. I cooked for the, for the guys though. I was like, I'm going to cook y'all a rice and gravy. They never had, they never heard of it, never had it. Yeah. And they, they ate it up. Yeah. They liked it. So, so what is it? All right, so of- let's get back okay. to jambalaya. Okay. So jambalaya is basically rice and you can have chicken, smoked sausage. Um, it's, it's a mixture of rice and the meat together. Okay. All right. So I, Brandy, cover your ears. Austin, have you ever had fried rice at a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. So it's fried rice with sausage and chicken. Yeah. Sort of, sort of, but, but you, like your meat will render off a gravy. So it's like moisture than, moisture than that. That's, that's fair. It's, it has more moisture than fried rice. So it's like a paella sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. It's all <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And what's the, what's the other one? Gumbo is a soup? Yeah, it's like a, a soup. No tomatoes, right? So, Dean? Dean? I, don't, I don't do tomatoes on anything. Okay, thank you. Oh, okay. Um, no, but these people that put tomatoes in their gumbo. No. So, but I do this potato salad. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the oh, other yeah. controversial one. I do potato salad and, and gumbo. So, got like a seafood uh, stew. Okay. So it's it's not a chowder, but like a stew. But yeah, so you can have chicken and sausage gumbo, or you can do like seafood gumbo, you know, shrimp and um, crab, things like that. I'll take some of that. Pretty much any meat. Yeah. And you eat it with rice. Everything's (laughs) with rice here. Uh, And the the Cajun food, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's spicy, but it's well seasoned. Like right. a lot of people think the hotter it is, that's Cajun. No, I don't like hot, super hot food. I like it well seasoned. Right. Meaning like just a lot of garlic and. Right. Onion. So yeah. the hardest thing when I moved to Texas is they don't season anything. So when you get a taco, it is grilled meat, whatever your protein is. And then the flavor comes from garnishes. You add pico de gallo and avocado and cilantro and lime juice. You season after the dish is prepared. In Louisiana, the first thing you do is take every seasoning you own out of the cabinet (laughs) and all that goes on whatever you're cooking. So like a steak in Louisiana has 13 different things on it. And a steak in Texas is salt and pepper and you put it on the grill. I mean, if you we ran out of tiger sauce, you couldn't cook until you went to the store and got you know, whatever your rub of choice was. And that's, was the first thing, the foundation before you did anything else. And every vegetable, they eat vegetables with every meal, except the vegetables have butter and salt and pepper. And, you know, you eat asparagus and Brussels sprouts all the time. It's just, it ain't what you're used to outside of Louisiana. Mm. Okay. So do you like, you like deviled eggs? Mm -hmm. Oh Lord. What is the proper way to, make a deviled egg according to you oh i see i <clears throat> i like a, well, let me just uh, uh, no, I can let her go, go okay okay let her go i don't, she ain't I agree don't, with you you fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> i don't 
really <laughs> like relish. Is that what they put in them? Yeah, pickle relish. Some do. Pickle relish, yeah. I don't, but you don't have to like it if you don't. Just what do you what do you like in it? If you don't like I it, do, that's all, okay. All that I like, <laughs> the way that I like them is you just take the yolk and season it. Put a little maybe mustard. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. Maybe a little paprika, some mustard, yeah. and that's it. That's no it. mayo. No. Uh, no. Definitely no potato salad. sugar. <gasps> Trigger mayo. No. Yeah. That's what they do in Missouri. No, the, she makes them with Miracle Whip. Miracle like Whip and Miracle sugar. Miracle Whip, a little sugar, and a little <sighs> oil, and whip it together. Make I'm it very smooth. They're baking cakes up there. <laughs> it's a very smooth very smooth no chunky egg it's very smooth put back into the yolk this yeah, is a decent white. run uh we could do this this could go on patreon if we get a few more minutes out of it um so let's do this uh is it i was thinking crab oil because crab oils are big where austin's at on the east coast crab oils are big oh yeah we so we what's a crab, crab oil though. what do you call it austin Crab cook because we crab steam cook. And so, how I, do you, you cook know, crabs? You, steam. you know what, Dean? I started steaming my crabs, and I like it better. Really? Okay. Do you do. pop? Do you pop the shells off before you steam them, or do you steam mm. shell on? No. What is this trick? Is that a yeah. trick? So up in like Maryland, that's how they do it. We don't do it that way. We 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 just, just we season them. We use OJ seasoning, um, which is like Old Bay. You know, cayenne, it's got a bunch of shit in it. Mm -hmm. It's real salty. Um, and like, like, by the time you're done, like four or five crabs in, your lips are on fire. Right. That's um, similar similar to the stuff that we have for so crawfish boils. I was going to ask you on one of my this or that. Are you a seasoning in the boil or dust after they're done? Ooh, ooh. I don't, I don't know which way I like it better. I've had it both ways. And this, you know, of course, controversy. My husband does it one way. And I like, I like that way. I think they put it in the in the board. I like a whatever way the person cleaning up the mess wants to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> With yeah. you there. So, what are you doing to steam these crabs, Brandy? <clears throat> we have a steaming pot, and um, you just put the wa water at the bottom. The way I I stack my crab, put put the d dusting of zatarins or mm -hmm. whatever, um, and then. Stack them, you know. Is yeah, that how so it's done, Austin? Zatarans no. is our version of old. No, Bay. no. So we use um, apple cider vinegar and Corona, and Ooh. it's like 50 50. And that's what we boil, that's what we steam them in. Um, and then okay. we use like it's like the stuff we use is like Old Bay, but it's like Old Bay with a bunch of extras. Yes, yeah, and, and we yeah. coat it real heavy, like. Yeah. You put in four crabs, coat it. Put in four crabs, but coat on it the again. crabs, not in the vinegar beer mix. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, well, I mean, eventually it makes its way it, in. Right, there. right, right. But, but yeah, on top. Yeah, that's then, how I've been doing them. Yeah, so we stack it. We got the Bayou pot, you mm -hmm. know, with the propane boiler and or burner underneath, and then we stack it all the way up because it's like what you know, eighteen inches deep. And then the last thing we do is we have this. Uh, it's like a steamer tray, and we load that up with shrimp. Right on the top. So wait, what are you doing to keep the crabs out of the liquid at the bottom? We it's got like a little um, a space. Yeah, it's got like that little thing that I don't even know what. So it's, there's some kind know, of rack in there to keep them. Yeah, it's like a rack. Yeah, but it's all it's you know perforated the whole thing, so the steam and everything can come out. So here's one for y'all. When I was in college, my roommate wanted. So in crawfish bowls, popular sides are potatoes and corn. 
So you boil crawfish and people do mushrooms. They do garlic. They do hot dog weenies. They do all kinds of stuff. But potatoes and corn are the foundation. And so my this roommate of mine, he wants potatoes and corn, but he doesn't want to do crawfish boil. So he takes the vegetable steamer and he puts uh, potatoes and corn in the top, fills it with water, and then he pours cayenne pepper in the water, turns it on, let's start cooking i come home all the boys are outside their faces are bright red they napalm themselves they basically pepper sprayed the entire house because all they did was create steam full of cayenne pepper (laughs) i'm like boys can't cook no boys 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 no the first problem is you shouldn't be cooking that shit inside because it's gonna smell like that for freaking four weeks they don't fucking know they don't know yeah that's what's so funny these guys still had their mama's deposit in their money in their checking account. Like they didn't, <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah. Sometimes the school of hard knocks is a quick teacher. <laughs> That's oh, true. Austin, does, does popping the shells off make them cook quicker or make them? Yeah. So, quicker? so what, the, so they pop it off and then, you know, we call it, I don't know what you guys call it down there, but we call it the egg where it's like all the you know yeah. grossness inside. It's not really the egg because the eggs is on the females. Right. It's like, you know, all the stuff that probably Inners digesting or whatever yeah anyways so they'll like pop off all the dead men lungs or gills or whatever you call them and um and then they they wash them out like hose them out and then they yeah and then they just douse them with the seasoning like in half them too just pop the top off all they do is pop the top off yeah and then they douse them like that and then just toss them in they say it cooks them way faster and you're getting way more seasoning directly on the meat i could see that so, oh, so the next one we do at my my house, we're we're talking about let, let's do half and half. Let's try it and see. Interesting, you know? yeah. It may be too much seasoning because that meat is so delicate and it's yeah. so delicious and sweet. Yeah. Well, if you just have a little bit. All right, guys. So I want to tell you guys a story of what happened to me a couple nights ago. We're in the bathroom. I just get my boys to go potty before they go to bed. My son finds a dead bug on the ground. As soon as, as, soon as the weather turns here, we just get, oh, yeah. cause I'm out in the woods, you know? So it's yeah. like so many bugs. And uh, I'm like, okay, whatever, bud, go potty. It's time for bed. Right. So I grab the bug, I throw it in the toilet and I hit the flush. And as soon as I hit the flush, this damn bug comes to life and starts swimming for his life. <laughs> My son is like an animal freak. Like he loves animals. He, you know, he starts losing his mind that this thing is going down the drain and I'm not trying to save it. So I instead yell out to Alexa. I'm like, Hey, play amazing grace. <laughs> And I give it a salute, like we're giving it a burial at sea here. Oh my God. Come to find out, my wife doesn't think that's funny. (laughs) And she's like, you're giving this guy childhood trauma around the song Amazing Grace. (laughs) And uh, she talked him off the ledge, though. She said, uh, you know, like in Finding Nemo, all drains lead to the sea. All he's got to do is make it out and he can swim out. And then... uh, it pissed her off even more when I told her that I told our son that, well, we're on a septic, so he's just going <laughs> to not going to make it. <laughs> well, this one is a, uh, it's kind of just a statement. Okay. And it's, it's, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hate Funyuns. I hate the smell <gasps> of them. I hate when somebody's eating them near oh, me. Now I want them again. 
Oh, I love. I knew Funyuns. you would be the person who wants fucking Funyuns. I do. Love it is Funyuns. a pungent smell, and they are very unique. But I do eat them. Yeah. But to me, it's like it's basically like eating onion fried onion powder. <laughs> it's not like it's yeah. not like eating an onion ring. You know, it's no. like yeah. it's a fake starch. It's like a shitty version of a Bizarro World onion ring. All right. So, what's our least favorite chip? I, I hate when I buy like the multi packs, and this is going to be. I'm just not real oh. big on Cheetos. <gasps> Whoa. You mean, are you talking Puffs about like the regular? Okay. Right. Puffs are amazing. Okay. The mm. regular ones, I'm just, I, there's so many other better chips out there. Oh, yeah. I Have you tried the Flamin' Hot though? The Flamin' Hot I don't are like good. those. No. I don't like anything super, spi- super spicy, super hot. I don't like anything. <laughs> like <that. laughs> yeah. But yeah. for me, it's, Funyuns for sure. Number one. Number two, sun chips blow ass. They're terrible. Dude, I love sun chips. Do you have taste buds, Christy? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I'll do. eat them, but it's not, I'm never going to the store to get sun chips. Are you putting cheese whiz on these things? Like, that's no, the only thing I think I that could resurrect a sun chip no. is put some cheese, cheese on it or something. No, cheese whiz is disgusting. That canned cheese crap also? No. No. Now, if I'm in a, if I've got like the box of mixed, you know, the little single serving deals, the Ridges potato chips. Right. I don't like those, the little ripples. Now, I like the wavy lays. I love the wavy lays, but I don't like the ones with all the, the ruffles. I don't like those. And I'm okay with sour cream and onion chips. That's not my deal, you know. I prefer Pringles over most. Pringles are awful. They're so good. And they're (laughs) in a can. Easy to take with you. Not be awful. Worst ever. Worst chips ever. Pringles. What about? I retract. Sun chips are great compared to Pringles. (laughs) Oh, what's your favorite chip? Me? Yeah. And for sure, it's got to be like a barbecue chip. You know, like... um, what about kettle chip? I mean, like the super crispy, the, you know, super You can crispy. do that. I can do it. It's not my go-to, but I can oh, do it. That's my go-to. I think we should talk about winning a billion dollars. Oh, I legit can. Yeah, me too. I have a feeling our, our um, not that our perspective will be different, but our thought process will be different. So what, I w- if we needed to only be five minutes. I can do a directed question and I can, the directed question that I have is what is the first thing that you would do for yourself? Oh, I gotcha. Right. So that shortens it up instead of just like this. Cause that to me, like this is one of my favorite things that they dream about is winning like a lottery. Yeah. Well, but I I think we could probably, we'll probably have time to do like, what would you do for yourself and what would you do for others? Just a few seconds later. I think when we do the just us episode, uh, you had posted last week uh, winning the Mega Millions, what to do with it. I think we talk about like, <laughs> oh, is that what Austin, this is going to be? That's exactly what I just that's exactly suggested. What Austin okay, just, okay, yeah. go ahead. So, but I said, oh, I want to start it off with a directed question, okay. like a very direct one, and then we can go into whatever. Okay, go ahead. Whenever you're ready. Okay, guys. So I want to talk about the, you know, the Mega Millions that just went by. And, yeah. Yeah. So I had this question, and this is a question I like to ask everybody. Um, because it, it's a very directed question. And so Dean, if say you won the mega millions and you're like, how, you know, 
insanely wealthy now. Yeah. What's the first thing that you're going to do for yourself? I'm flying to Europe. Okay. I'm going to Monaco for six months or so. Tell Kristen to figure out the business side of things, where the money's going to go. You know, how are we going to settle this? But I want to be in a place where none of my friends or family can contact me and ask me for stuff, kind of drop off the face of the earth. I'm also going to be flying ex-girlfriends or, or girls that I wish I would have had a shot with back in my <laughs> younger days, one week at a time to Monaco and just see if there's anything there before I go back home. <laughs> and then, you know, after that six, nine months, once Kristen figures out, you know, the money side of things, everybody's forgot about me, don't know how to contact me. Then I'll come back and we'll figure out what to do with all this money. <laughs> That's weird. It sounds like you haven't had anything planned out at all. Um, what about you, Chrissy? What's the first thing you're going to do for yourself? Well, my answer starts out the same, but it takes a, a serious, uh, you know, serious turn compared to what teams got going off in there. Yeah. If you um, had to call every ex-boyfriend and get him to Monaco, oh, you're yeah, going to be there years, years, years and years. <laughs> I just need a few weeks. <laughs> uh, travel. I, that's something, you know, I enjoy doing. And um, so I think that would definitely be a high on our list. But I'm telling you what, we're tri- traveling private flights. You know, there's no more commercial flights in my future. You know, my travel is only to disappear. When I come back, it's going to be like remote place. Nobody can find me. I want like 500 acres in the middle of Texas or something. And my friends and stuff can come visit, but I don't need people showing up asking me for money all the time. Yeah. There'll be no well, Little League baseball teams where I'm at because I'm not sponsoring any of them. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, I normally, like for vacations, do all the planning. And I would like to oh, have yeah. input, but I'm telling the you what, I want, nice. I want the next level treatment. I want the top level treatment because yeah. I've seen a little bit about how that works. And so I want someone scheduling all of my vacation to where I've got like every other day I'm going on an adventure or whatever. And I want the private chef showing up and, and cooking for us, unless Marvin wants to cook, you know, or or whatever. But I mean, I want pampered to that super, super, super next level. And I wouldn't be gone more than maybe a month or so. Um, But, uh, but yeah, travel, I think would be, one of my high priorities right out the gate. What about, what about you, you HCC? Um, so I, I'm torn because like very first thing, probably a, probably a personal chef. That way mm-hmm. nobody in the family has got to worry about cooking. And I can try to be like, listen, maybe you cook a little bit better than I do as far as like healthy. Cause you know, <laughs> I could use that. Yeah. Um, so I'm torn between that and I'm torn with, um, I would love to. Um, do you know who Gene Winfield is? No, Dean. I know so Gene a, Wilder. Gene Gene Winfield is a. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in meeting Gene Wilder. <laughs> when you were, you know, in the uh, chocolate factory. No, fuck that. Um, Gene Winfield. He's a hot rod builder, like okay. early, like old hot rod builder. I don't. In fact, I don't even know 100 percent that he's still alive. Cause he was getting up there and I always thought that it would be a super cool thing to have him build me a car. Um, he was real into like the 50 Mercs and stuff like that. I mean, we've all played this game. Like what will we do? What will we do? Yeah. And I always thought one of the jobs I would do is there is a Porsche hot rod builder, Rod Emery in California. Yep. He does these 356 outlaws is his, his big thing. 
but I was thought like, I would like to buy a car and I'd pay a premium with the understanding that I could come just sweep in the shop. And like, I don't need to get in their way. I just want to sweep and clean and see how they function in the process. And I always thought that would be neat to see how your, your car was made like that. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking about it today with Jamie in the car and she's like, what about Chip Foose? I'm like, He's not, I mean, he's I talented. His stuff. He's talented. He's talented. Just not sure. my style. But it's, it's me too. It's not my style. There's this guy named uh, Voodoo Larry. And I like his builds that he does because they're more like traditional hot rod stuff. Um, But uh, actually, he'd be somebody great to have, if we could get him on the pot because he's a w- wild guy. Um, But it's, um, I don't know, a brand new F-250 King Ranch sounds real good too. Like I got the Suburban because my, because Jamie wants a family vehicle and I never have kicked myself more. Like I should have just, I was there to buy a diesel F two fifty, and I was like, we can carry a lot of kids in this too, you know? <laughs> and I miss having the pickup, even though I have my work yeah. pickup, I don't have a pickup that I can drive around with the kids. Cause it's only a single cab. So. All right. We want to take a minute to thank the folks on Patreon. We've got Marion Ward from Creative Ward Gallery, Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative Podcast, Justin from Bear Naked, Scott Warren from Daddy Yourself, Matthew from Artigino Sorio, and Marcel Este. Uh, those folks are on the top tier. And then middle tier, we've got Tony Langer from Langer Works, Brendan McDonough from McDonough Design, and Susan DePlantis from Hearth and Garden Art. And then on our first tier, we've got Jacob Griffin from Griffin Makes, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concept, uh, Jacob from Other Dog Design, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Dave Bauer, Dave Bauer Art, Caitlin Landerneau, Kate's Casina, Morley Kurt, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, The Grant Alexander, Jen Griffin, The Black Sheep, Brian from Moonshine Leatherworks, uh, the makeshift podcast guys and uh, maritime knife supply. Thanks a bunch, folks. Pasco land on chance. Get the you're now bankrupt. Go directly to jail card. <laughs> what store are you taking a shopping cart from to be like your new house? And and where this is coming from is I saw a guy walk going down the street with a Home Depot cart, and Kristen and I were talking about it. And I don't know if Home Depot is the best one because they're orange. They're very identifiable. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then people are getting your stuff. I know IKEA's out because they have the four wheel steering, and that's just way too much wobbly for a drunken hobo. But you know, maybe somebody with a plastic cart would be the way to go. I don't know if that's you know a, a Target or you know maybe another big box store. But you know, you're going cart. What kind of cart are you going as hobo life? I think you got to go with like a a Lowe's lumber cart. Yeah, yeah, the one you know, with like could, the vertical. Yeah. Cause then you can put a little, put a little tarp over the top, and you got yourself a little. Christy is so Midwest the ground that what? she's trying to make a covered wagon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's a good I'm answer. Not, that's a great answer. I'm not going to sleep on the ground. I could keep all my stuff kind of in there with me. Yeah, they are terrible that. to steer, though. They're terrible to steer. Yeah, for sure. You have to hook up some new wheels on that thing. The the go to is the Sam's Club shopping carts because they're oh, cause the mega. Yeah, oh. like you could sleep underneath, no problem. None of us could sleep underneath. <laughs> After I'm homeless and lose all this weight from <laughs> yeah, yeah. not eating, wow. I'm gonna fit under there, no problem. Fair point. <laughs> At work, I got this new job, right? And one big important thing to me was ice machine. Like I love oh. to have ice while I'm at work, you know. And this is a great A ice machine. It's like 
manufactured for old folks homes so the ice is real soft you know this anti-choking <laughs> type cube it, it's it's really quality ice but the people who design the space they put the ice machine directly into a cutout the exact size of the ice machine and all you had to do was google the manual to see the machine the machine works like shit half the days there's no ice most of the day uh if there is it, it dissolves as soon as you put water in the cup and what it is is the machine is not getting enough air. Yeah, I can't the, breathe. The, oh. the way those machines work, it relies on air for heat dissipation. Right. So it needs air to come across to reduce heat to generate the ice. And if you look in the owner's manual, it says three inches all the way around the machine for proper ventilation. And it's like I think about all these people who put, oh, I'm going to put a wine fridge in, and I'm going to remove this cabinet, and put a wine, and they put it in the exact spot. Look how clean the finish is. And then the machine, the refrigerator dies after 18 months because they suffocated it and it overheated and it died. It never worked right. And it's like, I want to write a letter to who's ever in charge of business services and like, could you please fix my GD ice machine and and give this thing some room to breathe? You know, like I, I just, I need, I'm going to the bathroom and my urine is dark yellow because I'm dehydrated because I'm not <laughs> getting the proper amount of ice and it's bothering me. And so I was just wondering, have y'all ever come across stuff that just bothers the shit out of you the way someone else did something? Oh, I got an ice and, and actually mine is ice story related as well. Let's go. I'm a big ice person also. I'm a Let's make this the huge, ice episode. Yeah. I'm a huge Sonic Ice fan. I mean, I I love me some good Sonic Ice. Okay. So at our office, we are in uh we moved in in 2019, about oh eight or ten of us initially on our floor. And we're pretty much at once COVID hit, the rest of the the second floor disappeared. Nobody was working in the office, but we all were. But anyway, so all the old people up there died. No, they're <laughs> IT people. And no, yeah. she's in Missouri. They don't believe in COVID. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, keep in mind we've got eight people, eight staff people. We run three different kinds of coffee mm. out of the coffee machine because we've got one of those fancy ones with all these different coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I don't care. They can have all the coffee that they want. COVID hits and we start going on this rotation work cycle. Do you know what else they decided was uh, was too much of a germ spreader? The coffee. The bottle. ice machine. Oh, the ice machine. So they literally nope. shut off our ice machine but they left all of the coffee and i'm just like how does that make any sense Look, whatsoever and it makes it irrational but like it's a thing for me like it's a comfort yes you know like yes. i want a giant ass cup of ice and then so through the day it's like it, we have all kind of uh, you know we have an iced tea machine we have a coffee machine we have a they subsidize our sodas sodas are 35 cents that's oh, yeah. cheaper than going to the grocery store. Like that's yeah. really cheap for, for soft drinks. They have a snack machine. They have all this stuff, two refrigerators and freezers, and you can't get ice. Like yeah. I just want ice. That's all I want. I yeah. could do without the rest of that stuff. If I just had ice and it's, it's really getting on my nerves. Well, and it's only been a couple months ago and I, cause I have brought it up, you know, we've been, we've been back in God, you know, we've been working the whole time for the last year. We were only kind of on that weird schedule for the first few months, but I'm just like, um, when are we turning the ice machine back on? Wait, your now, ice machine I, is still off? A couple months ago, they turned oh, it back on. you need on. to unionize. Oh, okay. 
Well, I was getting I was getting ice out of the the janky um, ice machine that's in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So I I was managing to get some ice, but it wasn't the good ice in the separate right. ice nothing, maker. There's nothing worse than those uh, ice maker the half moon. Yes. Yeah. Those are the worst, man. And then they come out like in a, in a group of five and you got this bear claw stabbing the inside of your mouth. Yeah. And every time you go to take a sip, it's just like splash across your face. The worst. To add insult to injury, two years ago for my birthday, Kristen bought me a GE Opal ice maker and it makes really good ice. It's countertop unit because the ice maker on our fridge went out a year after we bought it. So I was filling ice trays for years and she bought me this ice maker. And it's been one of the greatest gifts anyone's ever given me. Well, the way it works is it senses when you open and close the drawer. And if you're not getting ice to conserve energy, it will not make ice. So it once it'll fill the thing up. And then once it's full, if you're not getting ice, all that ice melts back into the reservoir and it doesn't mm-hmm. start making ice until the drawer is open. So I come home from a workplace with no ice and I walk in the door and there isn't enough ice to fill a cup. I mean, I don't know if y'all noticed tonight, like my cup, it's no ice in it because there's Uh no ice in this house. So I'm working with no ice. I'm living with no ice. This is (laughs) it. This is terrible. I understand. I'm not a big ice per like I appreciate a good ice, like Sonic ice and stuff like that. I appreciate it, but I'm not like, like if I have cold water, if it's already cold, I don't need ice in it. But now yes. I've, I've, I've tried to cut back on my drinking bottle water. Uh-huh. So I'm using my reverse osmosis water in the house and it's, it's, you know, it's underneath the kitchen sink. So it's like room temperature. So I'm going through a ton of ice and my boys go through a ton of ice all day long. So we are in the constant battle. Like who's going to get the last little bit of ice. And <laughs> I've been using my podcast cup. Well, I had to sw- I had to pretty much switch to using my Yeti so that it would stay cold enough to hold the ice in because I'm outside working, you know, it's hot. And uh, so the, the Yeti performs so much better than the other one, the, the podcast cup that I have. Well, is the Yeti a 30 ounce and the podcast cup's 20 ounce? They're, yeah, 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 probably. Are you putting lids on? Yes, but the Yeti has the open lid. This one has the closed lid. I was like, mm-hmm. that should at least count for something. Yeah. But anyways. Feels like a YouTube video. Yeah. Also, this one's black <laughs> which probably doesn't help oh, true you know? yeah i would prefer four ounces of soda and a full cup of ice than 12 ounces of soda and no ice i will do a, a cocktail and when i get like just that last sip i'll go fill the cup back up with ice so i have cocktail flavored ice like i would i like ice that much do you have any of those uh like for your bourbon or whatever the big ice balls i do and I yep. never use them because I still fill a glass to the top of little oh, okay. GE Opal Ice mini Sonic Ice things and then make me a bourbon slushy and live in heaven. We killed a mouse, but that was with a trap. Did I tell you guys about having to fucking fight a black snake underneath my house when I was... Did I tell you about that? You mentioned it that to give us hot water, you had to fight a black snake. Yeah. Oh, yes. I yeah. Because somebody said, yeah, something. So I don't remember. My crawl word. space is right next to uh, like the door. Patreon. Okay. So right next to the, my back of my deck is the crawl space door. And then mm-hmm. you got about eight more feet to the back wall of my house because my house is like an L shape. 
and where we hooked up the shower, um, it goes into the, from the back of the house, about 10 feet up It's in the middle of that part of the house is my water heater. So, so we could get hot and cold water out to the outdoor shower. You know, everybody's coming over. It's got to be real comfy. So <laughs> spoiling us. <laughs> right. So I crawl under there and I'm my, my cutoff valves are about halfway between those two. And so I've got to crawl about 15 feet underneath the house and turn the cutoff valves on. And I had that uh, shower head blow one of the seals, you know, by the valve. Right. And uh, so I crawled under there, turned it off, go put the new shower head faucet on. And this thing is a piece of garbage, man. Like it is terrible. The, the new the, faucet? And this is the new one, the right? New, the new one, yeah. Oh my god. You think gosh. when you pay 50 good dollars, you're gonna get a good one, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lessons. So anyways, huh? Lessons learned. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I hook up all the new plumbing and the thing leaks like a bitch. It's just spraying everywhere. And of course, I had to crawl under the house to again to uh turn to turn it on and then i got joe with me he came over to help me because he knew i was gonna have to crawl underneath the house all, over and over <laughs> and uh so he's in there and he's like ah, i cut it off he's like i'm gonna try tightening it and so like and you know how plumbing gets weird and like sometimes you yes. can over tighten and you need yes. to actually back off a little bit and then it'll seal uh-huh. up which is why i hate plumbing yes and uh of course it didn't work and then i uh, and th- so this goes on like four or five more times. And I've, I, I just kept leaving the, the door to the crawl space open. Cause I'm like, I'm not closing it up every damn time. Cause you got to like close it. And then I got a door on the bottom of my deck that you have to move out of the way. Like it opens oh, up. Yeah. To, yeah. So finally we ended up going to home Depot because they're talking about like in the reviews, everybody was saying I had to use more Teflon tape than I've ever used in my entire life to get this thing to stop leaking. And I was like, okay, let's go to home Depot. Let's get some plumber dope, like pipe dope. Let's we're going to go combo pipe dope and Teflon, blah, blah, blah. And so you read the reviews after you bought it. Yes. That's how I do it. Helpful. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Pro tip. That's how you do it. Um, And so I go to Home Depot and my Home Depot, there's one guy in my Home Depot who's the man. Like he is the dude. He, he was a plumber forever. And he's like just there for the health insurance. Right. 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 And so he's my guy. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what project I'm working on. I mean, he is happens to be plumbing. I will talk to that guy about any project because he's the guy who's got the like real world experience. You know, he did it for right. like 40 years. And, uh, so he sees me coming around the corner and I'm like, Hey man, I got this piece of shit faucet and I need something that's going to seal it up. What do you have? And he's like, I got just the thing for you. He's like, you, he's like, it's expensive, but you're going to, it'll work. I guarantee it. I'm like, okay, cool. Show it to me. So it's Teflon tape, but it's like this super thick hmm. Teflon tape and way more, um, like way more durable. You know, how when you do normal Teflon, it oh, shreds it yeah. to nothing. Like instantly. Yeah, this, this one right. is not like that. And so instead of a dollar a roll, it's like four bucks a roll. I'm like, oh yeah, super expensive. Yeah, Yeah. break the bank. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, technically it is four times the cost, but (laughs) so I'm like, we get back. I'm like, Joe, listen, I'm so stressed out. I need Chick-fil-A. Let's get Chick-fil-A. Let's head home. (laughs) And uh, and then we'll get this tackled. We go back, do it up with the new Teflon, which I'm and um, so before we did it, I was like, I gotta mic this. So I mic, I mic put it in the micrometer. 
Uh, the regular Teflon tape is one and a half thou thick. And this Teflon tape is four and a half thou thick. So that Ooh. tells you how, like how much more, you know, how, how much more um, girth it has. So wrap it up, go to go underneath the house. I'm crawling under and my flashlight, because I've, of course I left it on the whole time we were gone. And it's one of those rechargeable flashlights. It's like oh, yeah. on its last leg. And it's like, <laughs> like the, the thing on the back, instead of being green is kind of orangey. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. weird. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> and as soon as I get all the way under the house, boop, my light goes out and I'm like, God damn it. Okay. So let me turn it on. And I get all the way to the, the faucets. And then I look like in my periphery, you know, and I'm like, that's a weird electrical line. I don't think I've ever seen an electrical line that's going down the base block of the house at that angle. Why would there be an electrical line like that? I've been on this house a million times and I've never seen that. Sure enough, it's like a six foot long black snake and he's crawling towards my only exit. (laughs) (laughs) And I started screaming like, Joe, Joe, throw me a stick. And he's like, Where's the stick? Like, you know, (laughs) so finally he finds a broom in my shop, throws me the broom. And I go to like, I wasn't trying to like hurt him. I just want like get him. Cause at this point now he's coming right towards me. Oh no. And I'm underneath the house and I'm not small. So it's like difficult for me to move. And finally I hit the snake and I knocked him off of the center blocks that were above the door. And I'm like, this will work. He'll hit and then he'll go right out the door and then I'll follow out behind him. Right. Wrong. He hits the plastic that's in the fucking crawl space oh, and yeah. he can't move because he's, he's doing his little serpentine and just sliding in place. And then because of my, the way my uh, the underneath my house is sloped. Yeah. He's sliding back towards me in my lap. Uh-uh. And I'm t- <laughs> You're squealing like a girl, aren't I you? I am trying screaming? to run backwards. I bashed the back of my head on one of my damn support joists. And then finally I was like, fuck this snake. <laughs> I just swung the broom and swacked him to the other side of the crawl space. And I ran my ass <laughs> out of the crawl space. <laughs> Which I mean, a black snake, they're not venomous. You're being or anything. a pansy. Yeah. yeah you're well, being I mean, a pansy. They, they hurt. If you get bit by a black snake, it hurts. But it's not, you know, it's not going to kill you. But it's just the fact of like, I was like in this dark, my freaking flat. The only light I had was the hole where he was at, you know, like. Yep. And uh, so that sucked. <laughs> I was, so when I came out, I was just like cussing and I was going to, I'm like, this fucking faucet better not leak. And we went around the corner and that Teflon tape did the trick. Four and a half thou Teflon tape. That's what you need. That's tip. who makes it. So have I told you guys my mom's snake story? She's got no. lots of snake stories. Okay. So there was a snake and the only, for That's my mom, the only good house. snake is the only there's good a snake. Of, is there's a, a lot of snake handling in that house. There's a lot of kids. <laughs> Uh, the only good snake is a dead snake. So she had a snake in the yard and she hit it with a, I don't know, uh, some sort of garden utensil or garden tool. And so it's dead. It's not moving, but it's not dead enough. Oh, yeah. So she, she's got one of those, they've got um, their heat for their house is a wood burning uh, system that circulates into heats up the water and then the water goes through the different yeah, like a 
boiler type deal. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so she throws this snake into the furnace because it's got to die multiple deaths. Sure. Well, so the next day, the furnace is not working anymore. She's like, what in the world's wrong with that? So she calls the, yeah. So she calls the repairman and he comes out and he's checking it all over. And on the side where the little fan is, he takes the screen off that inside the fan, the snake was not dead. It crawled up the side of the firebox into the fan and broke the fan before it died there. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. So now my mom's theory is its head has got to be completely removed. And then she will throw the various parts of the snake different areas. So, yeah. So that snake got the last laugh on her. You know what that snake said? This bitch has got fucked up karma. I'm going to show her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, I want to talk to you about this. I was cruising Facebook Marketplace today. I know. Oh, my God. Get off the internet. (laughs) Floor me. Holy cow. I can't imagine. (laughs) But it wasn't what you think. I I didn't find any scores today. But what I did come across was this guy had all these old uh, Galaga and Pac-Man full size arcade machines. And I it oh. like it like jostled loose a core memory of mine that when I was a kid, I thought that if I could have one of those in my house when I was an adult, that was that means I made it right. <laughs> like the, in my brain as a kid, I'm like, man, when I'm older, I'm going to have bunches of those in my Austin, house. And I've I'm, had the exact same thought. I don't know. I don't know how uh, the arcade has been one of the maker projects I've always wanted to do, especially now that you can get a Raspberry Pi with an emulator and have all the games on it. And the only reason I haven't is I have a small house. Like, where do I put this thing? Right. And and realistically play it. And it doesn't just sit there. And maybe it does just sit there. I don't know. But yeah, I've always wanted an arcade, at least one cabinet. And then if I had enough space, yeah, line them up, pinball, everything. Right. Yeah, that's, I don't know, for some reason, and that's why I told my wife that I was like, is there anything like when you were a kid that you would like, I, if I do this by the time I'm an adult, I made it, you know? And she was like, no, you're a psychopath. All right. When I was younger, <laughs> I thought you went to college, you got a degree, you got out of school and you got a job paying $50,000 and you bought a house and a Porsche. I thought $50,000, <laughs> you could get a house and a Porsche and you made it. And that ain't real. That's not even close to being real. But I uh, I had a little childhood memory kind of unlock thing today. So I do. I have a 1987 911 and it, it's a red a Targa and the weather's nice in Houston right now. So I had the top off and I drove to work and I'm driving home on Allen Parkway. So uh, in Houston's known as the Bayou City. There's this big bayou that comes through and it goes through downtown and there's kind of avenues on the north and the south. And so I'm on the south side. It's Allen Parkway. And it's a six lane road. Uh, and so I'm driving down this, you know, there's three lanes on my side and I'm in my 87, 911 and coming up behind me, a 92 Ferrari Testarossa. And I'm oh, like, yeah. these are like Ooh. the posters off your wall when you were Absolutely. a kid, you yeah, know? Yeah. And this guy, he knew he had more money than me so he could smile, but he pulled up on the <laughs> side and we just kind of, it was like a scene from like a, a you know, one of these nineties crime shows or something. Where, yeah, man, my yeah. advice. 
I mean, this dude and both cars were red and all the people around us in their Volvos and their Honda SUVs, they're all, you know, looking at us in their beige suits. And it was one of these things too, where it was like every car around us was gray or dark blue, you know, silver. And here's this red Testarossa and this red 911. And we're just cutting the road follows the bayou. So it kind of like has, it's kind of curvy and we weren't speeding or anything. We were just, you know, enjoying each other's exhaust and presence and ripping down Allen Parkway. And it was a lot of fun, but it reminded me like of having that car on a poster when I was a kid on my bedroom wall. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. I took a picture uh, of it, but my windshield's so dirty. It looks like shit, but yeah, 90, <laughs> a, a Ferrari Testarossa, you just don't see those at all. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my arcade game story as a child. <laughs> my mom, well, I, I didn't have coins when we, you know, I didn't have money as a child, you know, right. in my, you know, pre 14 years old, whenever I was making my own money as a job. So anytime we would go anywhere that have like a pinball arcade or whatever, this is what my mom told me. So then I never wanted to play those games at the time during on the young and the restless. There was a series of the episode during that soap opera when the mob or the mafia or the bad guys were doing something. I don't remember what it was. So my mom told me that those type of machines, those pinballs, those um, those gaming consoles, that money supported the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, taxless finances. You'd be surprised. I don't want to get into it, but I know a guy. Hey guys, Austin here. I just wanted to give you guys a big Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I hope everything you're hoping for this new year comes true. Hey folks, this is Christy with Twisted Twine. Thank you so much for putting up with us for the last, gosh, 80 plus episodes. Honest to goodness, I can't believe I've managed to survive with these two uh, knuckleheads for that long. But it truly has been a treat. So I really appreciate y'all for listening to us and encouraging us and giving us a reason to uh, log on every Tuesday night because I know these guys would be bored and lonely without me. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dean. I just want to say thanks again for another great year. Uh, We continue to make the podcast because you guys continue to listen and comment. We really appreciate that. Continue with the comments, continue reaching out, continue engaging, and we'll do our best to give you something to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed this special Patreon sneak peek episode and a happy new year and looking forward to a rock solid 2023. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and subscribe. We'd love to hear feedback from you. So reach out to us on Instagram at making our way podcast. You can find all of our latest individual content on Instagram or YouTube. I'm at high caliber craftsman. Christy is at twisted twine woodworking and Dean is at Dean underscore Duplantis. Thanks again, friends.